everyone, and welcome back to Just Following Up, the podcast about how to come up with story ideas, write those story ideas, and pitch the proper editors for publication. So last time we talked about, so you have an idea, now what? And I advised you to do some preliminary research. So now we have to decide whether your story fits more along the lines of a reported piece that should be pitched or something that should be written on spec. So when it comes to receiving stories, publications fall into two camps. They either want pitches, uh, which I've mentioned before and a lot of you are probably aware of our basic outlines of story ideas and what direction the piece will go, uh, or they want on-spec submissions. So what do they mean by on-spec? On-spec is shorthand for according to specifications. It means they don't want an email detailing the piece you plan to write. They want to see a draft up front, following guidelines they've already specified either on their website or in their print publication or just somewhere online. Uh, editors will do that quite often. Uh, Tim Herrera, uh, the editor of Smarter Living for the New York Times, uh, wrote a piece on Neiman's Lab about what he looks for in a pitch. Um, I, I'll link to that so you can access it and read through it yourself. Um, so this tends to happen, uh, the on-spec pieces tend to happen with personal essays and op-eds or opinion editorials, since much of the story or accounts draw is in the voice of the narrator or how it's told. But that doesn't mean all publications want these types of stories on spec. Uh, for example, Elite Daily took a personal essay pitch I sent and sent me a contract before I sent them a draft. Ooh, that reminds me. Speaking of contracts, we'll get into those later. It's important to know what rights you're sending away when you write a piece for a publication and what liability you'll have for what you've written according to the clauses in the contract they have you sign. And if any publication doesn't give you a contract, you should definitely ask for one. Always have a contract and read through it. Don't just sign like you do for the Apple agreement when you get a new iPod. Need to use iTunes. Okay. So when I wrote a personal essay for Playboy, the editor I worked with responded to a pitch I sent, but asked me to write the piece on spec before she committed to running it. Uh, this is another situation you may encounter. Honestly, this, to me, is the ideal way of doing it, um, since it means the editor has an interest in the piece you're sending their way. Uh, however, that doesn't guarantee they'll run it, and since on-spec means before contract, you won't get a kill fee or a payment of, of a percentage of the original discussed pay for a piece if they end up rejecting it. So that's the dangers of on-spec. Um, 
but you will have a completed piece to try elsewhere. Uh, you have to look at the bright side in these situations. Unfortunately, most of the big name verticals don't operate this way though. They either want the draft up front, no pitch involved for a personal essay, or a detailed pitch for a reported piece. That being said, uh, here are a few places that only take on-spec drafts. Um, I'll link the submission guidelines for each of these places on this episode's blog page. So some of the top ones I can think of right now that accept full drafts are New York Times, uh, Modern Love, Washington Post, Soloish, New York Times, Rites of Passage, uh, Long Reads. Uh, the guidelines article I'll link for Goodreads is titled How to Pitch uh, Long Reads, but the editor does note in the piece that this is misleading since she doesn't assign stories based on pitches. She only looks at completed drafts. Uh, but BuzzFeed Reader uh, is another one that will take on spec, just drafts up front, narratively, uh, catapult. Uh, folks, as I mentioned before, uh, I've written for, is a more niche publication uh, dealing with chronic illness and disability, but they also accept and expect on-spec drafts since all the stories that they publish are so individualized and specific to the person telling them. There are many, many different niche publications that I'm sure accept full-length drafts, drafts on-spec as well. Uh, feel free to tweet them at me or leave them as comments. I do not know all the publications currently in existence, unfortunately. I mean, I wish. Um, I'm not a parenting writer, but by any means, but I've definitely heard a good number of parenting sites are always looking for essays and accept them on spec. So if that's a niche you're interested in, that's a fruitful lead to check into. The biggest type of publications that exclusively require on-spec submissions are literary magazines and journals. That might seem obvious to some people, but some online literary publications do accept craft essays on pitch. So it's always worthwhile to check every publication's submission or pitch guidelines. Actually, um, I should mention that that is something everyone should be doing um, when they're trying to break into a specific publication or vertical. Uh, search around for pitch or submission guidelines. Uh, sometimes they'll post them right there online and that makes everyone's lives easier. Uh, so they're not getting off topic pitches or submissions and you know what they want. Uh, so you'll and you'll hear me stress specificity in all aspects of the pitching and writing process because it's probably the most important lesson to learn about writing and getting published. Um, think think of it this way: uh, it's it's like a romance. Aren't the relationships you have with a partner way more intimate, memorable, special? when they tailor their approach to your needs and desires. 
Now imagine if you went on a date with someone and they greeted you with, Hello, sir or madam. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Let me tell you about myself. Um, Now uh, imagine a publication is going on multiple dates a day with people who all barge into the encounter with that mentality. Hello, sir or madam. Do you think they're going to go with those generic, unspecific people who's not, who aren't tailoring their approach to that specific publication? Or do you think they'll be more taken by the thoughtful person who says, I saw your publication's recent discussion of uh, representation in the media and thought you'd be interested in... Uh, that's just an example. And then, you know, lay out the topic you've been working on or researching. Hit them with a statistic right off the bat to show it's something many people are interested in or that it's a phenomenon that affects a large portion of the population. Heck, you can even point to other people writing about the same topic for other publications as long as your pitch is coming at it from a different angle. Uh, We'll get into specifics of writing pitches next time. But there are reasons publications ask for pitches and pitches alone. A few of those reasons are uh, the no reported pieces take a lot of work and they don't expect you to put in all of that legwork up front. That's them being conscientious of your time. Thanks, editors. Um, In the case of personal essays, uh, they may receive many, too many, emails and reading an 800 word essay for each is just not a sustainable method of finding content to publish. That was definitely the case for Elite Daily and its parent company Bustle Digital Group from what I saw. Um, Many editors uh, also want to have a hand in building a story at all stages. I'll use my Dame piece as an example. When I originally pitched the piece, I did my homework. I had conducted thorough background research and knew Dame specialized in this type of story. My editor at Dame was interested in my pitch and replied with, I'd also like to see how the unpaid nature of these internships creates an unbalanced power dynamic. When I filed my first draft, the editors, both the one who accepted my pitch and her co-editor-in-chief, came back to me and suggested I get one more intern's story and an expert to weigh in on the situation. Had I come to them with a completed draft, they would have been hesitant to accept the submission because they would have expected to be met with resistance had they asked for heavy edits or complete rewrites. This leads to another aspect of writing for editors and publications that Joseph Harris refers to in his book Rewriting as the paradox of drafting. You have to create a draft that's as close as you think it'll be to the finalized product, but also be comfortable throwing chunks of that draft away and adding more as necessary. This is a difficult mindset to get into, so we'll talk about it more in a later episode. Um... But anyway, so for that section, um, you know, editors want to have a hand in building stories and they know 
that writers who work a long time on a piece are, again, hesitant to throw away portions of it. Rightly so, right? So another reason an editor may want to see a pitch is that they may like the idea you're proposing, but think it could use a different angle. This is an easier change to make before interviewing and drafting, rather than after. Editors have run the gambit of writers they've worked with and know how they tend to react under these circumstances. They want to mitigate the headache and get in at the early stages of a piece's conception. Okay, now that you have an idea of the difference between on-spec and, on and straight pitching and why one publication may favor one type over the other, uh, and the hybrid of pitching to write an on-spec piece that publications may opt for, uh, start thinking about what umbrella your story ideas fall under and what publications may be good fits. Think of the magazines you read or websites you frequent. Would any of them run the type of story your idea will shape up to be? Next time, we'll get into the ins and outs of writing a pitch editors will want to read, complete with handy subject line tips to get your story idea across in a concise and compelling way. I'll share pitches of mine that have landed me assignments and pitches that didn't work and why, whether they were tied to a news peg that passed or not quite right for the publication. I'll also talk about rejections that are hopeful and where they invite you to pitch again, which is the best sort of rejection. Uh, we'll also talk about rejection in general at a later episode uh, because that's a very important part of this whole shindig to tackle. All right, that's a lot for right now. So mull over that a little bit and I'll see you next time.